Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hello, lovelies. Today, we are going to talk about desire. A low sex drive or lack of desire is the number one reason why my clients seek my help. Now, this can be a general lack of desire where the person feels like they have a low or non-existent libido, or it can be a drop in desire for their partner, where the person feels sexual desire, just not towards their partner. I will discuss the two in detail in subsequent episodes, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's look at your desire, how it functions, and why you may be thinking that there is a problem with your libido. Because the first step to becoming a turned-on woman is to understand your body and your desire. Let me start by asking you this. Have you ever felt like something is wrong with you for not feeling as much desire as your partner? Guilty for wanting or needing sex less than your partner? Inadequate for not satisfying their needs? Broken for having a body that does not respond when you wish it would? Helpless because you can't achieve orgasms with your partner? Or perhaps the opposite? out of control, because you want to have sex far more than your partner does. Now, if any of this is you, I got you, babe. The first step to reclaiming power and control over your sex life is knowledge, awareness. So let's look at desire. Scientific research explains that there are two ways one can feel desire, spontaneous and responsive. Spontaneous desire starts in the mind with a thought. You could just be looking at your partner and think, I want to go down on you right now. Or you could be sitting by yourself and think, I'm so horny, I want to have sex so bad. Then that thought generates the sensation of arousal in your body. Now, arousal can be felt differently by different people, but it generally translates into sensations of tingling in your genitals, breasts tensing up, genitals lubricating, uh, your heartbeat accelerating, and so on. 75% of men reported experiencing spontaneous desire, while only 15% of the women did. Now, responsive desire, on the other hand, starts in the body when intimacy has already started. Your partner could be caressing you, kissing you, you could be feeling their skin next to yours, and your body feels that pleasure, and then the thought happens, ooh, I like that. I want more. That feels good. What's next? Eventually leading to the point of arousal where you go, okay, I'm ready. I want to have sex now. 30% of women reported experiencing responsive desire, while only 5% of the men did. And I want to emphasize that neither desire, spontaneous or responsive, is stronger or more valid. They are just different but you can start to see how not knowing about them could have affected the way you view yourself. We live in a world by large designed by men for men. So spontaneous desire has always been deemed the norm. 
And if that's not how you function, then something must be wrong with you. Well, no, you're just a woman. Now, these are just studies and numbers. They are not meant to lock you into a category or label. What I want you to take away from this is that if you've ever felt like you don't experience enough desire or as much desire for sex as your partner, think again. You have just not been explained how a desire really works. And it doesn't matter what you identify with, spontaneous, responsive, a bit of both. What matters is that you understand your unique functioning so you can work with it, not against it, and drop the shame, judgment, and anger towards your body for not responding the way you thought or were told is right. I hope that hearing about this makes sense and that it provides some relief if you have been wondering whether something is wrong with you for not experiencing desire, quote unquote, like others. Now that you have a basic understanding of how desire happens in your body, let's look at your turn-ons and turn-offs. Because if you want to be a turned-on woman, by definition, we must turn on the ons and turn off the offs. So let me explain. Although we have seen that a majority of women identify with responsive desire, one could argue that there is only responsive desire, but that people have different thresholds. If we go back to the example of the person who sees their partner and thinks, I want to go down on you right now, perhaps the pleasure of the eyes is pleasure enough for that person in their body to trigger the thought, I want to have sex. Other people will need more, like touching, etc. But we all react to some kind of stimulus. So it's all responsive to a certain extent. The reality is that some women experience responsive desire, others spontaneous, and probably 50% a bit of both, depending on context. And that's why knowing your turn-ons and turn-offs is important. Our brain is wired with a sexual excitation system and a sexual inhibition system. Put simply, we function somewhat like a car. Our sexual excitation system is our accelerator, our gas pedal. It pushes us to have sex. Our sexual inhibition system, on the other hand, is our brakes. It stops us from having sex. Our brain constantly analyzes situations and interprets information as either reasons to have sex, pushing that gas pedal, or reasons not to, pulling those brakes. Things that stimulate your accelerator might include spending a romantic evening with your partner, reading erotica or watching porn, feeling sexy, watching your partner putting the kids to bed, taking a warm bath with a glass of wine, having a tidy house, the smell of perfume, your partner savagely pushing you against the wall and kissing you passionately, your partner calling you his whore. And on the contrary, things that hit your brakes might include worry of becoming pregnant or catching an STD, worrying what people might think of you, stressing about not having an orgasm, feeling overwhelmed at work, feeling uncomfortable because your house is messy, feeling exhausted from your baby crying all night, self-loathing and body shaming, worrying that you may be smelling bad down there, feeling unappreciated, your partner calling you a whore. Now, what pushes our gas pedal and brakes is different for everyone. 
some of the examples I've just mentioned are directly related to sex, while others aren't. And that's the thing. Great sex starts outside of the bedroom, way before intimacy has started. It's about creating a context that enables desire, arousal, and pleasure. Are you still with me? (laughs) It's funny. It's like I can picture you nodding. So there is one last important thing I want you to note, and that is that the sensitivities of our accelerator and brakes vary between individuals. Some women have a sensitive accelerator and stiff brakes. They are more responsive to sex stimuli than threats. So for example, the fear of becoming pregnant when there is no condom might not hit the brakes enough when aroused because the accelerator is stronger. Other women have sensitive brakes and a stiff accelerator. They are more responsive to reasons not to be aroused. For instance, thinking about an email that must be sent first thing in the morning and obsessing about the laundry that's not put away could hit the brakes enough to kill the moment. And most women find themselves somewhere in the middle. This simple concept developed by scientists Bancroft and Jensen is important because once you understand your turn-ons and turn-offs and the sensitivities of your gas pedal and brakes, you can work around them to create an environment that will facilitate your arousal. Again, no model is better. That's why I would encourage you to get clear on what pushes your accelerator and what on the contrary pulls your brakes so that we can put a plan in place tailored for you. And that's your homework for this week. I want to encourage you to get curious about your desire. Do you notice yourself feeling desire rather often or not? Does it tend to be spontaneous or does it come in response to something happening or your partner doing? When do you usually feel desire? What tends to turn you on or on the contrary, turn you off? Be as detailed as you can. Think of times when you were super turned on. Where were you? What were you doing? What were you thinking? What was the context like? What about your physical and mental well-being and your feelings towards your partner? Once you gain clarity on what gets those juices flowing, you'll be able to recreate more of that. Great sex starts with an aware brain. All right, my loves, have fun getting curious and turning yourself on. I will see you next week. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with, and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.